Hello and welcome back to the Just Hoops podcast. Uh, I am joined again today with the Jacob, uh, my um, co-host, uh, not co-host, um, my guest, I don't know. Um, co-host but, is the word. Uh, last week we talked about the top of the Eastern Conference. This week we're going to hop over to the Western Conference, the more packed upper heavy conference. Really, just more packed conference in general, um, but should be a fun conversation. The NBA season uh, preseason starts next week already. Training camps so, uh, coming. Training camps coming up. Some things are heating up. With it seems like with the Dame stuff, so maybe we might have an emergency podcast coming within the next few days. Here, I don't know. Um, Toronto's a little weird, so. You never know. But, uh, yeah. How you doing, Jacob? I'm great. Um, just living the dream. Uh, official practice for us started on Monday. So, it's been a ramp up in intensity. But it's been a been a good little week so far. How about you? I'm doing lovely. Um, same old, same old. That has been going on. But... Doing lovely, getting through it. That's not a convincing answer, but I've been, I've been quite busy. That's, that's my issue. Yeah, but we're doing good. We're doing good. But... Me and Jacob went through a. Uh, we have not talked about this yet. Me and Jacob went through a heartbreaker on sun- Saturday night. I An absolute heartbreak. I'm not too upset about it, actually. I don't know. The Notre Dame Fighting Irish had that game won and handed it to the Ohio State Buckeyes. I'm in Ohio currently. I have to deal with it every yeah, day. I do, I Everywhere I look, I see an Ohio State hoodie. Everywhere I look. I wanted to be the guy to wear a Notre Dame hoodie and have people look at me. Well, I went I through a heartbreak. USC is going to be the tougher game. No. I think Notre Dame is going to kill USC. Because USC has no defense. You think we run the table then? Good possibility. It's going to be a tough game Saturday against Duke. I don't know. You're coming. You're coming off of. You're coming off a heartbreak, and you're going into a tough environment, a night game. I think it's a thumping. How good is Duke at football? Four and zero, and they killed every team they played. I don't know, man. We'll see. But we're a basketball podcast, so let's talk about basketball. So you want to start off same as last time, eight down to one? Um, We could do that. Yeah, sure. Um, I feel like I started a lot of them last week, so you could start it off with us this week. All right. I'm a little conflicted at eight. Um, Already. That's not a good sign. <laughs> I, uh, I have Memphis slash the Clippers. Holy cow, Memphis. Um, You're a big Memphis guy. I am a big Memphis guy. And I just, I'm a bigger, I'm bigger on a lot of other bunches. Um, I think Jaws 25 games is going to make it very hard at the beginning for Memphis. And the Clippers, you don't know who's going to play what night. Yeah, they, they're implementing the rule now with the fines and stuff, but... 
Um, those are my two primary issues in terms of if they're both healthy and playing, I would have them both in the top six, but because of the question marks, I just can't put them there because like when they are healthy, they both play a tremendous brand of basketball. Like Memphis has a top 10 offense, top 10 defense. Jaron Jackson Jr. is just getting better at both ends of the floor. Jaw is jaw. Um, they did lose Dylan Brooks, but they pick up Marcus Smart. I think Marcus Smart helps them a lot more in terms of playmaking with the ball in his hands. Defensively, I think he's a better defender. Um, I know Dylan Brooks is more of that um, intimidating factor, but oh well. Clippers speaks for themselves. You got Paul George, Kawhi Leonard, and some of the best supporting cast in the league between um, Terrence Mann, Zubak, Batum, um, just go down the list. It's a great supporting cast and they have arguably the second best coach in the NBA. Um, I just think that Norm Powell, I had to pull up the roster quick. Uh, Robert Covington, Russell Westbrook, uh, you got Bones Highlands there. Like they're deep, very deep. Um, Morris twin. It's just a lot of guys that can do a lot of things on top of having phenomenal coaching. Um, last season they were pretty solid at both ends of the floor, even with the inconsistencies. Um, they were second in win differential. They were middle of the pack in terms of like points per possession because of the inconsistencies. But when they played like they were top 15 in both, like it's tough, but I would lean Memphis at eight. We're going to have two completely different things here. Are we really? I got, you're not going to be happy with this one, but. You have Dallas at eight. No, come on. I got the Oklahoma City Thunder at eight. Whoa, what? I think that uh, it'll make more sense when I get up my list. But I just think they're better. You than... think that they'll be eighth when the regular season ends? That's how we're uh-huh. doing this, correct? Yeah. Okay. I think that they're better than teams like the Timberwolves, the Mavs. Um, and I think they'll be in the battle with some of the teams that I'm going to mention next for a higher seed. Um but they're still really young. I think that the West is going to be a team, a battle of teams that have been there before. And I think that while they're going to, I think they'll probably, I think that the Thunder are going to start hot. Um, I think that they're, once it starts getting more intense games for playoff seeding, I think that they're going to fall, falter a little bit uh, and fall to that eight seed. Um but like I, I think that they're better than teams like the Timberwolves. I think that even though they have Ant and Cat and Gobert, I think that they're better than that team. And I think that they will win more games than that team. And then the Mavs have just been dysfunctional since that since the Kyrie trade. I mean, they could never really get it going. So maybe they can get it going, but they haven't shown us anything. Um 
but yeah, it'll make, it'll make more sense when I go, I'll go, I'll go to my seven though. I have at seven, I have the Clippers. So we're kind of the same there. Um, like you said, I think that the Thunder could be better, could be at the seven uh, instead of the Clippers, but I, the Clippers just have more talent, more experience. They've been together longer. Um, the core at least. And, uh, it just all comes down to if they're healthy. If they're healthy, they're a top three team conference, top two team in the conference. Like they're a very, very good basketball team when healthy. It's just they're never healthy. It's always either Paul George or Kawhi are out and you're relying on that supporting cast too much. And I mean, maybe this year's different and maybe they stay healthy and prove everybody wrong. And they are a top two team in the Western Conference, but until they show they've been together what four years now until they show it we're gonna everybody's gonna say that they're gonna be between five that they were like they were last year and eight or nine so oh, but they're on court when they're healthy on court production and everything that they do is some one of the best teams in the league but it's just such a big question so my seven is Sacramento. Um Whoa. The Marlins from last year. Um they are coming back fully loaded. Um the offense wow. is absolutely beautiful. DeMontis Spone is point five. You got De'Aaron Fox doing his thing. You got Kevin Herter moving off the ball. Keegan Murray had a phenomenal rookie season. Harrison Barnes. Um they add Chris Duarte. Um I think that I have them here only because of how bad the defense is. 25th in defensive rating last year. Um, they just can't guard. Uh, like It's plain and simple. Uh, I actually, now that I'm looking at my list, I'm forgetting a team that should be up here. Um, Come on, now you got to lock in, gang. I wrote them down and then actually, no. No, I'm not going to put them in here. Never mind. You'll see when we get to the end I'm missing someone that I think, yeah, I'm good. But, um, yeah, I just think that the lack of defense, like, yes, they can figure it out. Mike Brown is a really good defensive coach in terms of putting but guys that's in regular, spots. That's regular season stuff, man. You still need to You win games stops. like that in the regular you're, season. You're playing – you're playing Phoenix, you're playing Denver, you're playing both LA teams, you're playing the Golden State Warriors multiple times, you're playing a high-powered division within your conference. Like, you, you're going to have to win those games at both ends of the floor, and you're playing teams that have advantages based on their personnel. I just think that they're going to have a drop-off. They'll still be a playoff team for sure. Like, the explosive offense will get them a lot of wins. But I don't know if – I think that their defense is sus enough to the point where I don't know if I could go out there and trust that they'll be as good as they were last year in terms of the standings. But with all that being said, my sixth seed is the Dallas Mavericks. Um, it's basically the exact counter-argument <laughs> to what I just made, but I'm a believer in – what they have uh Luka Doncic Kyrie Irving I think it'll work out um I think that they had a really under the radar offseason 
in terms of who they added, both through the draft and trades and free agency. Um, bringing back Seth Curry is going to be massive for them. I think the growth of Josh Green, yeah, that's not part of their offseason, quote-unquote, but his growth will be big time for them. Derek Lively through the draft could potentially be big time in terms of a shot blocker, rim runner. Grant Williams was incredible in terms of being a pickup. I think Rashawn Holmes has a chance to be pretty impactful on the interior. Dante Exum off the bench, I think, would be pretty solid. Um, I think that this is the deepest Warriors team. Omax Prosper, he could be really good, showing flashes with his physical tools and also skill set. I just think that they had an offseason. They'll have a training camp with these guys together. Um and on top of it, they do have more depth than Dallas has ever had. Um, I think that they're going to be the hardest team to probably guard outside of Phoenix, Denver, and maybe I'll say maybe I'll say Cleveland. I think Cleveland's going to be hard to guard just because now they have spacing. I don't know, but definitely I think like they're going to have a top five offense and I think it'll be explosive to the point where you send to the ball, a great shooter is going to be open or you leave it one-on-one and you're going to allow Kyrie Irving or Luka to go make a play and, and then imagine both of them in action together. I just think it's going to be so tough to guard. And I think that they have the pieces to be a middle-of-the-pack defense and I think that that's all they need. Well, I don't think Sacramento has the pieces to be middle-of-the-pack defensively. Fair? Is that a solid argument for Dallas being this high? There is, but I just don't I don't see it. I'm not high on Dallas. I don't think they I think they're in the same spot as they were this last year. I, I think just, I mean you do have you got you got Luca and you got Kyrie, but at the same time, could you rely on Kyrie? Um I mean, there's there's it's it's kind of similar, not it's somewhat similar to the Clippers situation, but like where Kyrie, you haven't been able to rely on Kyrie in years. So, yeah. no, I get that. But I get, I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying too with their depth and the new guys that they added. But then again, you're relying on some rookies and, and unproven guys. Yeah. Yeah. Um. But my, I was on six. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Well, my six is I had a toss up between six and five. Um. So I I'm I'm gonna say my six is the Warriors. Um. I think that they're basically the same team. I think that they would have been a top three team at the end of last season if um Andrew Wiggins wasn't out for such a long time. I think that messed up their team flow. They were one of the best teams of basketball when he was still playing. And they've, I mean, they've played, they were, they looked really good and they just could never get that flow back after he came back. Um, and you're adding somebody like Chris Paul, which I don't think is going to really work. I don't think it's going to be a good fit, but um Still, he's one of the best point guards to ever play the game. And uh, I think that he's only going to add stuff to their offense. Um, 
very intrigued to see what the, what that's all going to look like. And even though he does play a slow pace of basketball, and the Warriors play the fastest play play the fastest pace of basketball in the NBA, but we'll see how it all goes, all works out. Um, and I have them at six because I don't think that's going to work out early, and I think they're going to just have to move back to where they were last year. Um, they basically have they lost Divincenzo. I think that's it. Um, they really they didn't really add anything. Mm. Oh, and pool for Chris Paul. Six. I'm staying at six. Um, they're not mine. They're not in your rankings at all. Which is fair. There's a lot of questions with the Warriors too, but still, I think it's just the Warriors. I think Steph that's, Curry's still one of the best players conflation. in basketball. Yes. Yeah, that's my like that's that's a tough. There's it's so tough in the West. Like I, I'm 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 betting on the Warriors over the Mavericks. That's where um, I understand that argument. I just think Luca. I also think Luca's MVP season is like among like I think it's happening. Yeah, I think it's time. Like it's gonna happen. Um, but then I'll go into my five since I think that they're gonna be very close. I'm gonna put the New Orleans Pelicans at five. Um. Another team that injuries killed them last season and knocked them out of the playoffs when they wore the best team in basketball when they were healthy. Um, I would put them higher, but I think that the teams ahead of them are both more proven and more less injury prone. Um, Who? Better talent. We'll get there. We'll get there. I know you're going to have a big argument for one because you already put one of them at, like, your 12 seed. Oh, no. Where do you have that high? No, you, you, you already talked about them, so you all, I'll hear your argument too. Um, but the Pelicans, when healthy, are one of the best teams in the league. I feel like I've been saying that about a lot of the these teams um, just because every team is so good in the West that it's going to be so, like – there's a very slim chance that either of our top eight is going to be anywhere near what it is at the end of the season no, just yeah. because so many things could happen and each team is so good that it really any of them can finish within the top four, top three in this Western Conference. It's going to be so tight. It's going to be really, it's going to be really fun. <laughs> Excuse me. Got the hiccups. Um, it's going to be really fun to watch it all play out in just three weeks. Um so, and like Jacob said earlier, this is going away from the Pelicans in general, but all these teams are going to be playing each other three to four times a year. And it's going to, there's going to be a lot of battles. Bloodbath. Blood yeah. Bath. And that's, it's going to be fun. But yes, the Pelicans at five, just because of injuries. But they're so, they're such a talented team and so, and so young. So they're only getting better. Before I give my five. <laughs> oh, oh my goodness. Me. You're usually good at hitting the mute button before that. I am. That was that was rough. But so we got eight seven six, which yeah. is the play in plus one spot, like the bubble spot, we'll say. Who haven't we mentioned that you think could jump into this conversation? We don't need to talk about them. I, I just want like a take. Who haven't either of us mentioned, or who do I have out that could jump in? That you think could, like, 
be in this conversation of being in the play-in, being a six through ten seed? Like, who do you see in that um, bunch? For me, I'd say Minnesota and Utah tim- Timberwolves. that I haven't I mentioned. would just say the Timberwolves. I think that the Utah, the Jazz are going to basically do the same thing as this year, like start really good, and then I don't think that they're going to move up at all. I mean, Keontae George, I think, is going to be a really good um, – yeah, I would say the Timberwolves, uh, just because they are a really talented team, I just don't think that they're better than – I think the Thunder are going to take another jump. Um, I don't think that they're better than the Pelicans or the Warriors or the Clippers. I mean, I could see them being over the Clippers, um, just injuries. Uh, They could be over the Warriors, too, if something goes wrong with the Warriors. Uh, So, like, I could see them being over a few of these teams, but I don't think that they're better from what we've seen last year and what they did in the off-seasons. Yeah. All right. To go to my five, I got the Lakers at five. Um, I have them here only due to the fact that I am not sure how often LeBron and AD will be available. Um, When they are available, they're top three. Um, If they play, if if both of them are available for 60-plus games, they will be... I think pretty comfortably in the top three. Um, But the only reason that they have the opportunity to be this high with inconsistent play is because they have the best supported cast since they won the title. Um, They went out this off season and did an incredible job Um, from the draft first, Jalen Huchifino, Maxwell Lewis, really good young guys that I don't know if they'll even have a chance to play because of how good they filled out the rest of the roster. But to go to free agents, they picked up Gabe Vincent, they picked up Torian Prince, they picked, they kept Austin Reeves, um, they got Cam Reddish, they got Jackson Hayes, they got um, Christian Wood, just a solid bunch of high-level, talented guys. Like, yes, Cam Reddish isn't proven necessarily, but to have somebody like him have the potential of playing for you and having a role, it's good to have somebody with that much talent. And then also they kept Jared Vanderbilt. Um, Just they almost are at the point where they have so much depth, you don't know what they're going to do. And it's a good issue to have. So I think going into this year, if the Lakers are healthy, yeah, they could be top three, but I'm going in with the mindset that AD and LeBron are – Max playing 50, 52 games, and those 30 games without them could be a little bumpy because so much is so much of their offense is through the post and through pick and rolls with these two, whether they're the screener or a ball handler, or both of them in action together. Uh, it's going to be a little rough without them on the floor, but I think that they have the pieces to win some of those games, but I don't think that they're better without them on the floor than my top four. I'll talk about them more when I get there, but yeah, yeah, that's all I'll do. Uh, my four is the Sacramento Kings. I'm high on them. I Like I said, high. I think that they're, I think their offense wins games during the regular season. Um, like those games in February and March, you could put up 130 or 
flipping those games nine times out of ten, unless you're going to triple overtime with the Los Angeles Clippers. Um, <laughs> but uh, I think that I like they're like I said, I think that their offense just wins games. I think they're just going to get better. Like Aaron Fox, uh, he's getting that he's getting closer to his prime. He's still not even there. Um, Sabonis, another year in that offense, that system, running it. Um, did they add anybody? That's what I'm trying to think. Without going into their roster, yeah, I'll go on. Duarte. Duarte. Like the only real addition. Yeah. Um. I mean, it'll help. It's not gonna hurt, but I like just another year of them growing. I think that their offense is. Oh, their offense was statistically one of the best offenses we've seen in a very, very long time. It was the best offense we've seen in a really long time. Actually, was it fact, the best, the best offense? offense in NBA history. Really? <laughs> yeah. I, I knew it was in for terms a, of rating. Like a long time. I knew it was for a long time, but I didn't know it ended that way. Um, so, yeah, another year with the same squad stuck together. Like, just going to help. Um, going to be better in my opinion. I could see, like like you said, I could see them taking a dip um, coming off that high, but like I said, like I could see any of these teams being with the, from four to eight, I could see any of these teams being in a different spot just based on different things that could happen. But I think that the Kings offense will win them games at least in the regular season. And then once the playoffs come, it'll be a different different conversation. My four, the Oklahoma City Thunder. Um, They're about to have a phenomenal year. And I'm not even like, I have no doubts about them being in the top six. I think that four is kind of their near ceiling. I think that they have a chance to be third. Um, But to go to numbers last year, they had the fifth most points per game. They were... Middle of the pack, both rating-wise. Uh, they had a plus net rating. Uh, they really weren't great at guarding, but they had one of the prettiest offenses in basketball. Five-out movement, cutting off the ball, double cuts, ghosts. Just, like, really good action at all times. And then they had the ability to give Shea the ball to go to work and get them wins and get them buckets late game, end of quarter. Jalen Williams has a chance to genuinely grow into being a star. Um, you got Josh Giddy there also, and he's one of the best playmaking guards in basketball. They have a great core, and I think that last year was kind of their year to play around a little bit, and I think now it's like, oh, we can be serious. And I think a lot of it does rely on Chet um, because if Chet is serviceable to good, they win a lot of games. If he is, if it takes him a month or two, I think that it could be a little bit of a struggle, but I think the rest of the roster is so solidified in their identity, their roles. I think the guys coming in, the rookies specifically, will be able to fit whatever role is necessary because of how everybody else is doing the same thing. Um, I'm excited to watch them play basketball. Uh, and I think that they're one of the best teams in the NBA hands down. Yes, they are young, but I think that they're going to be able to click, figure it out, and 
just go hoop a little bit. Yeah. I just don't see them that high. But I'll give them my three. I get, I get your I get your points. No, I got um you're gonna be shocked by this one. My yeah, three is the Phoenix Suns. You have them at three. I think that they're going to be um I think that they're gonna sit guys a lot throughout the year and that's gonna hurt them. Uh and I mean don't know what's happening with these Dame things. But if they go through with this Nurkic thing, they're getting worse. Um, but I just – I think that they're going to – I could see them getting to a bumpy start with a new system, um, especially defensively. Uh, and then throughout the year, like Brad Beal's not playing 60 games. KD's not playing 60 games. Um, those those games are going to be very tough for them to win, and I think that the two teams above them are just going to be so good in the regular season that the Suns will be at three. Um, now when you get to the playoffs, it's a different story, just like the Kings. But um, for the regular season, I think that it's going to be close within these top three. But I think that the Suns are going to be a 50-win team, 52-win team. And that's only that's going to get you a two or three seed. And But it's going to be tight within this top three. I think the top three, for me, is solidified. And then everybody else is interchangeable. The top three is interchangeable. And then everybody else from five, uh, four to eight is interchangeable. But I just think that the Suns aren't going to be as I've used that argument for other teams. So I can't say that not for the Suns that – we haven't seen these guys be healthy in quite a few years, so we have to take that into consideration. I thought I'd be fair tonight. I did not expect you to do that. Um, I didn't even do it. I uh, I have New Orleans at three, um, and I do agree with you with the one through three is interchangeable, and then four through nine is interchangeable. One, nine or ten even. Um, You're gonna hate me. <laughs> and I already know that you have the you gotta have the Lakers at one, don't you? You've Denver at one? Wow. I didn't even I got, my, I got at the one. Lakers at two. I I, I, I didn't I even I Wow. I did not expect I that. I don't think the Grizz. You've the Grizz out? Grizz. Yeah. So you're the Grizz are my Warriors for you. Yeah. Got you. But all right, I'm going to go in on New Orleans. Uh, I have them at three. I think Josh talked about it. They were the best team in basketball when healthy. Yeah, they're going in this season without Trey Murphy. Um, but if Zion's playing, I think that that kind of cures all ills. Uh, Brandon Ingram, CJ McCollum, they got uh, Herb Jones, one of the most elite guys defensively in the NBA if he's able to shoot it a little better that'll unlock so much for them I love Larry Nance off their bench Jonas Valanciunas at the five is just a force uh Dyson Daniels had a pretty impressive rookie campaign um and on top of all of that I love Willie Green I think that he is a genius at both ends of the floor knowing how to just manipulate guys positionally defensively to make them successful and also coverages I think he does a great job 
They they ended with the sixth best defense in the NBA last season in terms of rating. Offensively, I think I blame their issues last year offensively due to the inconsistencies of guys playing. Um, because when everybody played, they were humming. They were the best two point field goal percentage team in the league. They were drawing fouls. Threes were not their strength, but I think that going into this year i think that if they're healthy and focused on like let's have a more balanced attack they can easily get to the cup play inside out dribble drive they can get more four or five ball screens with zion they could i just think zion unlocks so much for them in terms of getting paint touches in terms of collapsing defenses forcing help creating rotations that it's kind of necessary for them to be in this spot and yeah, that me putting them at three is basically saying I think Zion. Is wow, you're not even listening to me. I'm you're not even giving me your time of day. Wow. But yeah, so with all that being said, I think that the Pelicans are gonna end up top three. He is talking, but mute it. Now we're I'm good. struggling right now. We got to not do this at midnight. Um, uh, our, like I said, our standings are going to be a lot different um, just because the West is so interchangeable. But my two, like Jacob already said, is the Los Angeles Lakers. I am very high on the Lakers this year. I love what they did in the offseason. And I think that like you said, LeBron and AD are going to play probably only 52 games apiece this year, and some of those games won't be together, but I think that the people that they brought in with Gabe Vincent and um, Christian Wood and uh, – why can't I think right now? Oh, my goodness, I'm struggling. Um, they really didn't bring anybody else that's going to really – oh, Prince. Um uh, and then another year of Austin Reeves just developing. Uh, I think that they're going to be able to win those games without one of them at a time. So I think that that's not going to be a big of the, as big of a deal as it has been in the past. And I think that they're going to be a very good basketball team with fully healthy also. I think Gabe Vincent is huge for them. LeBron could be more off ball now. Uh, he could be in the post. He could... He doesn't have to be so ball dominant now uh, as he was in the past, especially he's turning, what, 40 this year or 39? 39. Um, so, I mean, I'm, I'm very high on the Lakers. I think they're going to be able to win those tough games without LeBron or without AD. Now, without both of them, it might be a different question. But I think that it's going to be – I think the Lakers are going to be very, very good this year. And then my ones, Denver Nuggets. I think that while I do think that they got worse from last year, I think that they're still one of the best teams. They got the best player in the league. Um, Jamal Murray's back with a full training camp. Um, like your team's fully healthy. Again, it's another team that could possibly see some injuries with. And if they, they, they're a team that can't afford injuries because they really don't have much depth. So um, that's something to keep in mind. But still, I think that they're going to finish number one. I think they're a really, really good regular season team. Um, 
I think they just play a really good brand of basketball, and I think that they're going to win a lot of games that way. And like I said, top three could be interchangeable. But we saw what the Denver Nuggets could do or did do last season. Uh, and I think that they're just going to continue that into the season. You're on mute. Now I'm sure. looking like me out here, but but I got the Nuggets at two. Um, my goodness, why do I go on my phone? I have them at two, only due to the fact that they. I think that they're going to pace themselves a little bit, and even with them pacing themselves, I think that they'll finish second just because of Jokic, the offense, a top five offense in basketball, um, the personnel. I'm a believer in their young guys. Um, I think Christian Brown has a chance to really grow and prosper in a new role. Peyton Watson, I'm very high on. I think um, they did a good job in the draft at adding spacing. So if one of those guys has an opportunity to play, I think that they could come in and do something. Um, along with that, Justin Holiday could shoot it. Um, but honestly, they returned their starting five, and that five was the best five in basketball in terms of on-off numbers. Um, absolutely dominant, and yeah, if they need to rest a guy, I think that they'll survive those games, even if they, even if they coast. I think that they have such a solidified system and know what they want to do that they'll be all right, even if they are kind of hitting the cruise button a little bit. But my one seed is the Phoenix Suns. Um, I think that they're gonna come out guns a blazing. Um, I think that they'll be fine from the jump. I think that Frank Vogel, maybe like they might not be as defensively sound as they want to be, but I think by the time December rolls around, they'll be more than locked in at that end of the floor, doing what they want to do, doing what they got to do to be successful. Um, I love their bench that they put bench supporting cast that they put together. Um, Check out the video on YouTube about them. Uh, Bates Diop, they got, uh, Okogi, they got Eric Gordon, Eubanks, Watanabe, Metu, Jordan Goodwin, Ish Wainwright, like, and then you still have your core four guys of Beal, Durant, Aiton, and Booker. Um, I think offensively it'll be easy. I think that that's not going to be the issue at all, especially if they're playing. Um, even if one guy's out, you got more than enough options to plug someone in and make it work. I think the offense is going to be really simple. You got four guys that can push it. You got eight and running the floor, playing the rim, um, play dribble drive Possibly. four out, give eight and some post touches, maybe some short rolls to just keep them health and healthy. Um, but at the end of the day, I think that they're, they're going to try to be dominant from the, from the jump. And I just think Booker is kind of going to be that like head of the snake at like leading the charge in that way. And it'll be fun to watch him grow into that role and become like the real face of a, like he's already the face of the Suns, but I mean like the leader and face of the Suns, like almost in a Kobe-esque fashion. Um, So we'll see what happens, but I do think the Suns will be pretty all right for the regular season. Now, the real question is, 
What if they get OG and Novi and Yusuf Nurkic? Well, it depends on what they lose, but I'd be... Aiden. I'd be all right only because you get OG. No, I would, I would put them at one in a heartbeat if that happens. So then you get your wing defender who could shoot. But you 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 lose depth at the five. Like they don't. Nurkic ain't it like that. Aiton's so much better than Nurkic. They want Nurkic. What's his name? Vogel wants Nurkic. He thinks that Nurkic is better. Nurkic is better defensively than Aiton. I'm Plus, sorry. Like he's traditional. Nurkic is gonna drop and do good and drop, but Aiton gives you optionality. I know that that's Vogel. I know. And he doesn't demand the ball offensively. Yeah. He's a better passer. Aiden's going to be. You're not touching the ball, buddy. Just got to throw him a bone. But you're, you're one seed. The Denver Nuggets. My two is the Los Angeles Lakers. My three is the Phoenix Suns. And my four is the Sacramento Kings. I got we one. We said five through eight, yeah. One Phoenix, two Denver, three New Orleans, four Oklahoma City. Um any any finishing thoughts, points? West is gonna be fun. It is gonna be fun. That's simple as that. It's gonna be a lot of hot heavy hitting heavy hitting teams. There's gonna be some teams that in years past would have been a top five, top four seed that aren't going to make the playoffs this year at all. So it's going to be a lot of fun basketball, and it's good that we're going to see all these teams play three or four times. So for sure, it's going to be fun. But with that being said, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode of the Just Hoops podcast. For more episodes like this, check out our past ones and go to the YouTube. We got some cool videos that – are coming less frequently but they are coming don't worry i think we're going to do some WNBA stuff this weekend so stay tuned playoffs have been good i've been trying to tune into the aces they do a lot of fun stuff so um stay tuned uh but until next time peace